Welcome to the Warrior Way podcast, where we talk about all things Liberty Christian School. I'm your host for today, Jared Malinchuk, Assistant Head of School, and I'm so glad you're joining us for today's show. Today is episode number eight, and our conversation highlights exhibiting Christ-like character and leadership with our middle school, upper school girls pastor, Courtney Crenshaw. So with that, let's dive into today's conversation. Courtney, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you being here. So we're going to talk a little bit about spiritual life, but before we do that, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your, your connection to Liberty. Yeah. So I actually went to a school very similar to Liberty Christian um, in Houston and really private school just had such a impact on my spiritual formation and understanding how to follow Christ and wanting to follow him. And so loved that and went to a very similar college, uh, the University of Texas at Austin, (laughs) Um, super spiritual, but uh, really just got thrown into the fire and had to put my faith into action and see um, what does this look like to really live out. And during that time, got to volunteer um, in Young Life and work with high school students. I got to work at Canacuck every summer um, and work at Austin Stone with their high school students as well and just really fell in love with ministry, started to feel the Lord call me to ministry. And that's a whole nother fun story of just God opening doors. Um, And part of that was opening the door to Liberty. So I went to Canacuck Institute, which is a graduate program for biblical studies. And while I was there, um, really was praying about what does it mean to do ministry and where would I want to do this and just had on my heart, I would love to do, um, in a private school to get to be someone that kids can come to and have their present with them. And uh, started praying a lot about it and looked and saw that there weren't a lot of high schools that had positions like this. And the Lord just opened doors for me to get connected to Liberty and ended up getting to start here uh, one week or two weeks after I graduated from Canacuck Institute. So ever since then, this is my fifth year and I truly have loved working here. I always tell everyone this is just a dream job where you get to really, um, there's so many opportunities of ways that you can encourage and come alongside students and families. And uh, it's just been a joy to get to work here. So with that, the Lord clearly has called you into ministry in a, in a school context like Liberty Christian. So when people hear the phrase spiritual life and you provide a lot of leadership and coordination in that area, in addition to your role as middle and upper school girls uh, pastor, What does that look like on a weekly basis or what are some of the things that spiritual life is involved with? Yes. So this is always a really hard question that we get often is, what do you do? Because it seems like it's just a fun (laughs) job. You get to hang out with kids and uh, do the fun events. But really, every single day looks so different. And we get to wear a lot of hats, which makes this job really fun of just getting to be available for students. Um, One of the really cool things about being within the school is that we know the class that they failed the test for. or We know the person that um, they went to homecoming with or maybe how to work through friend drama or whatever the situation is. We just know all of those things and get to be available for them when they need uh, wisdom. We're an ear to listen. And so that's something so sweet about this role is getting to be available for them. So that's a big part of our days is just uh, building relationships with students and being available for them. But we also get to work alongside uh, the director team and administrative conversations about, hey, what if we did this differently? Or how is this aligning with our biblical worldview and how we're helping students? 
let's um, walk in the things of the Lord. And um, at the same time, we get to plan all of our awesome retreats and trips and things like that. So we get to do everything from grade level retreats um, to every other week having chapels. Uh, We have a discipleship program called Impact, and that is where juniors and seniors have the ability to pour into seventh and eighth grade students after going through a leadership uh, program called Leadership Academy, where we're basically just equipping them to develop spiritual disciplines that we hope that they have for the rest of their life. And so there's just so many different things that we get to do and plan um, and pray about. And every year coming before the Lord and just saying, okay, God, where can we can we tweak these things to make them fit this group of students? And we don't want anything to happen year after year after year just because or happen the same way because it's the way that we do things. But really just putting it all on the table and coming together as a team and seeking the Lord and saying, um, what is it that these students need and how can we be a vessel for the Holy Spirit to just move within liberty? So within the scope of all the ministry items you just laid out there as we were kind of mm-hmm. kidding about, what does this Birch Life team do? There's a lot there. And mm-hmm. so for parents that might be listening to this, what are some things that you've observed for how students take meaningful steps towards Christ wherever they are in their journey? But what are some things you've just seen over the years of, well, I saw the student point A and now they're here at point B. And what does that kind of look like in your mind? I think that being such a big part of our role is we are constantly dreaming of what are things that we can put in front of our students that are just putting them in a place where the Holy Spirit can move and giving them an opportunity for them to develop spiritually. And so it could be anything from a leadership academy to wanting to create an experience that's off campus where they would be able to um disconnect. One of our biggest trips is in eighth grade, our wilderness trip. And it's a week long in Jasper, Arkansas, when everyone's away from technology, away from the pressure of the world, and they just get to see um, God for who he is. And that's something that we see throughout high school as kids point back to the wilderness trip. And so I think that's something so sweet is, um, you know, throughout scripture in the Old Testament, you see all of these different prophets that never get to see the fruit of what God had called them to do. And within this role at Liberty, we get to see fruit genuinely every day. Like I really don't think a day has passed where we haven't been able to see something that the Lord is doing in these students and um, in our own lives and within the teachers and families. It's just so cool to see that. And I think part of that is that um, the vision even from upper administration is that this the desire is for our kids to be equipped to go into this world and lead um, for the sake of having Christ-like character and pointing back to truth and pointing back to him. And so that gives us a lot of freedom to dream of how can we put kids into situations where they have the opportunity to grow in those ways. And we're not just put in a box of, hey, put on a chapel, check the box, you know, make sure that we're doing this Christian thing, Um, but that we really do have a heart of adapting for the sake of where our culture's at, where kids are at and um, meeting them where they need. So Courtney, what are some of the challenges that you've seen in your role in terms of whether it's cultural pressures or just things that our kids are facing these days that all of us should probably be aware of? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the things just baseline of how we want to approach our students and just a challenge in general is that there's no way that we could know all of our students super well to know every single thing that's going on in their world. And so one of the things that that's just provided is an opportunity for us to seek the Holy Spirit. And so I think whether you're the parent of those kids or it's us coming alongside them, if you're the teacher, whoever that is, 
we can't walk with them every step of the day. And so we don't know what conversation happened or what happened in the car before they got dropped off or what they're not going to have to turn in in the next period or whatever it may be. And so um, our kids have the weight of the world on their shoulders sometimes, or at least they feel that way. And so just um, being prayerful about asking the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows all things. And so um, we can seek the Lord and say, hey, how how please guide me and how I can come alongside and speak truth to the student, not knowing what they're coming into this conversation, carrying or needing, um, and just asking the Lord to take over. But I think that there's also a huge opportunity to know what's going on in the world. And I think it's important that we're aware of what, uh, TikTok and, um, just social media in general and the world is feeding our students and it's a lot of lies and um, to be aware that you know our kids are getting bombarded with the idea that there is no absolute truth that your truth is your truth and I can decide what my truth is and so I think that's why it's so essential and crucial that in these foundational years where they're developing their worldview they're at a place that is pointing them back to God's word and that there is absolute truth um, and bringing teaching them and guiding them and how they can even seek after after that, so when they leave Liberty, they're equipped to know how to handle the world. Um, I think another thing is a challenge is just apathy, that um, that's something that can sometimes even be celebrated. And so that's one of the things we're constantly talking about is how even from young ages can we give students opportunities to step into roles of leadership or to experience what are they gifted in and um, speak life into those things so that they lean in instead of just pulling back because they feel like they're average at everything or that it's not cool to try. And so we want to celebrate that they are uh, pursuing excellence and seeking after that. And that's, you know, one of the tenets of the warrior way. And that's for a reason. And so um, I think those are some of the challenges that we see. But uh, really there, we could be here for a few hours talking through all of the streams of what's going on. But I think ultimately just seeking awareness of what is going on in their world and what are they being fed by? Who are they becoming? Um, and then seeking the Lord with how we can come alongside them in that. Amen. I think it's so important on the flip side, and we'll end our conversation here, that parents do hear those testimonies of things that are making a huge difference in the lives of students, that God is really at work, the Spirit is at work, and it's very easy for us to obviously go the other direction and focus on things that are so negative. What's maybe one experience that you could point to? You had several earlier in our conversation of events you've been a part of and planning. Is there an experience or an event that you were a part of that you look back and go, man, God definitely showed up here? Oh, so many. Um, but I think one that kind of captures even how sweet it is to be in this role is, uh, you know, it's all God's timing. It's not our own. And so we can plant seeds, but we can't expect a certain timeline on those things or to ever get to see the fruit, like I was saying earlier. And um, one of the things that I, a story that I just think is super sweet is for a couple of years, I got to have this one young man on uh, my mission trip team. And I remember we asked all of our students just to turn in a little thing that was kind of their either testimony, if they were walking with the Lord or just their life story and asking them why they always come on mission trip. And his answer was, um, you know, he had kind of been jaded by uh, people that are just pursuing an emotional pursuit of a relationship with the Lord and frustrated with even seeing some hypocrisy and different things like that. And he wrote that he goes on the mission trips to serve people. That's the only reason why is just because he wants to serve people. And so got to walk alongside him that first year and just see that he really does have a heart for service and um, see him walk in that and just get to as a team, love him and um, not 
expect him to give a false testimony or shame him or anything like that, but give him a safe place to be like, that's okay if that's where you're at. And I remember just telling him my prayer for him was that he would see uh, the word as it is, which was truth. And that's one of the things that Paul wrote to, I think it was the church of the, um, I think it was in Philippians, <laughs> um, but that was my prayer for him was that he would see the word for what it really was. And then the next year he came back on mission trip again and got to see just the Lord move in such a mighty way. And he ended up giving his life to the Lord on one of the last nights, wanted to be baptized and read out this whole testimony that he wrote of how he had seen uh, God for who he is and that um, he wanted to surrender his life. And this was and truly he was writing or part of his testimony that he was writing and then read to the entire group was that he was a new creation. And the things that he was saying, we were like, you can't say this of the Holy Spirit. Like this was a complete heart change. And he is now a new creation and a different person. And that was his senior year and just getting to see, okay, this, this, we don't get to see that for everyone, but it's so sweet. Just at this example of we're going to keep giving them a room to feel comfortable and feel safe. And they don't have to all act like they got it. You know, none of us do. And we're all in this process of sanctification once we've even become a believer. And so for our kids to feel safe enough to say, I don't believe in God and um, that that's accepted here, but we're going to come alongside you and keep pointing you to truth and to the God that's pursuing you um, and then get to see them realize that is just one of the most beautiful things. And so uh, we've got lots of stories like that, but that one I think just is hits different. And part of it was even getting to see Luke, um, my husband, get to be a part of walking alongside that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the lightning round. Here we're going to have our guests answer as many questions as possible in 30 seconds. Courtney, are you ready? I really hope so. <laughs> Question one, favorite kind of coffee? Black. Favorite pizza place? Jet's Pizza. What impulse thing do you usually buy at the store? Oh, literally anything from Target. <laughs> <laughs> What is your most hated Texas bug? Uh, well, well, most of them. <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. Cockroaches, <laughs> mosquitoes, you know, any. If you could pay someone to do a household chore, what would it be? Okay, after you folded the clothes, like actually putting them back where they belong because they usually stay in that basket and then you ruffle through them and then you have to refold them all again. That would probably be mine. I'm really revealing my cards here. <laughs> Courtney, I want to give you the final word for today's show. Go ahead and share a word of encouragement or a scripture with the warrior community. There is a Barna statistic that I've always just held close to, and it's one that they did some research on people who were continuing to walk with the Lord after they walked with the Lord in high school. Um, and they did the research on people after college or in their 20s. And the people who continue to walk with the Lord were ones who had five different individuals who are investing in their life. Um, and I think that that's something that's just so crucial. I can look at my life and see different women that um, discipled me or maybe were one of my coaches. And so from any level of meeting with me every other week to just being one of my teachers that was investing in my life and um, showing me what it looks like to follow Jesus. And so my encouragement just for our students is that this is such a unique place where you have all of your staff members around you, all the coaches, um, even friends, parents that you may look up to, that people are wanting to invest and pour into you and 
um, help you in the way that you're walking. And that's not going to be that way everywhere you go. And so take advantage of this time for um, parents or teachers or anybody for us to be intentional, finding those kids and um, pursuing them and giving them an opportunity um, to just grow and for students to be looking for that because it truly is just life-changing when you're able to have people um, walk alongside you to really know you um, because this is a place where your students you are around people that want to know you and that want to love you and so just being willing to put those walls down um, and engage in those relationships while they're all around you. I want to thank our middle school and upper school girls pastor Courtney Crenshaw for being on the podcast today along with Mr. Josh and Mr. Hayburn for their behind-the-scenes support of the show. If you have any questions or comments for the show, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at mylcs.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Wear Away podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcast services. Until next time, go Warriors.